word for his people today is our gospel lesson. Just the first few verses from Luke chapter 16. It says, There was a rich man who was dressed in purple and fine linen and lived in luxury every day. And at the gate was laid a beggar named Lazarus, covered with sores. The time came when the beggar died and the angels carried him to Abraham's side. And the rich man also died and was buried. This is God's word. Loved ones, are you a successful person? I suppose one way to measure whether or not you're a successful person is with money. Not that you need to be a millionaire, but you work hard for what you have, you take care of what you have, and not only do you provide for your family, maybe even can set aside some so that your kids can go to the schools that they want, you have a nice house, reliable transportation, and are tucking something away for retirement. I'd say you're pretty financially successful, and you ought to say you're blessed. But money's not the only measure of success. Sometimes people measure success in terms of relationships, social success. You have a lot of peace in your family, or at least if there's any problems in your family, you're not the one that's at fault for them. You have the respect of your coworkers, and people generally know you the way you want to be known. You like being the funny guy, and people know that you're funny. You want to be respectable, they respect you. You want to be known as wise, people generally think that you're wise. You can also kind of fill in your own blank here. We're going to fill this in. We're going to try something else to fix this microphone this week. Fill in your own blank if you want. Maybe the measure of your success is athletics. You're great at sports. Maybe it's academics. You're very smart and you love school. Maybe it's music. Maybe it's community success. You are, are well-known in your community and you do lots of good for lots of people that you're not related to. God says, enjoy it. Because he blesses us with all kinds of different success that, that, that we both enjoy for ourselves and that we admire in other people. If there was one person in our story today that you would admire for being a success. It would have been the rich man. It would have been the first person mentioned in this parable today. The one described by Jesus, not named, but described by him, who was making the most of the God-given life that he had. He was always dressed very professionally. Even, I would imagine, if he lived today, would have, would have worn a, a tie and a suit on casual Friday. And, and he wasn't the type of man who, who kept all of his money for himself either. No, he had these feasts. There, were, there would have always been cars parked outside of his house. He liked to share the, the wealth that he had with his friends, at least, and enjoy these lavish feasts, they were called, as Jesus described them. People admired him. 
And even when it came to the guy with the cardboard side that, that, that was sitting outside his driveway, this was not the type of guy who called the police and said, get that guy out of here. He said, just let him be. He's not hurting anybody. And when he died, they had a funeral for him. And when someone is admired, you would imagine you have lots of people from your community, from your family, coming from, from miles around to, to pay their respects, to say what a great guy he was. This was the type of guy, this rich man, if he were a real man, you would have really admired him. The other guy in the story, the one named Lazarus, was the guy with the cardboard sign. He would have made you uncomfortable just to look at. He's the type of guy who was always asking people for money, not working. He was the type of guy who would smell like a dumpster if you got too close to him because that's the only place that he could find enough food to fill him up and he was always starving. And just the sight of him would make you uncomfortable. All these sores that were never treated with any kind of medicine except to have stray dogs lick them to try to take away the itching. And when he died, nobody noticed. Just a hole and a mound of dirt with some white paint on it so that people knew to avoid it. They wouldn't get too close to touch it by accident. Lazarus was not someone whom you would look at and say, oh, that guy made the most of his life. And then Jesus turns the story on us and says, here's what's happened. Here's what happened when they died. Everything changed in an instant. The, the man who spent his life lonely and disturbed and begging, he was at Abraham's side, we're told. Understand who Abraham was to the people in Jesus' first audience here. To the people in Jesus' day, Abraham was like our Abraham Lincoln. He was a national hero. He was considered a, a genius. He was actually the, the, the physical father, ancestor of, of the Jewish people. He was the one that, that changed their nation for the good. He's the first person in the Bible whom we hear as fellow believers, Abram believed the Lord and it was credited to him as righteousness. And there this poor man was right next to him with Abram's arm around him. Everything also changed for the rich man. He was in hell, away from God and all of his blessings, longing to just take a drop of water if he could get one from anybody and I would imagine that for anyone in hell, one of the worst parts would be the regret that you live with, that you had a chance to avoid all this, and now you're in agony for eternity. As he begs Abraham to send some sort of messenger, Abraham tells him, you had a chance. And he says, but I need a messenger. I need somebody to go rise from the dead and tell my brothers to avoid this place. And Abram said, they have the same chance that you did. If they don't listen, they'll be there with you too. Every single parable of Jesus 
is a story with, with real details in it to make a spiritual point. But before we understand what Jesus is really saying here, we really should talk about what he isn't saying. First of all, he isn't saying that this is a real-life account. This was part of the Gospel of Luke that includes a, a number of parables. This was part of a series of, of parables that Jesus told. And secondly, Jesus is not saying that the lesson here is poor people good, rich people bad. Now remember, Abraham was one of the richest people in his area at his time, and he is one of the central figures in this story in heaven. It's not a sin to be rich, but it is a sin to think that being rich or being socially successful or being successful at school or sports or or any other area of life means that you are making the most of your life. Although the rich man was making the most of his wealth and the poor man was, was wasting his, it looked like we found out just the opposite was true. The poor man ended up having a meaningful life and the rich man's was wasted. Did you catch the difference between the two? What was the difference between the rich man and poor Lazarus? It was that the teller of the story, Jesus, knew Lazarus' name. In 1966, there was a song came out that was told the story of, of two separate people. It was a very sad song, but it was also a very successful song. The first person in the story was a woman who, who got married and one day found herself waiting by the window, ready for her husband to come home, and he never did. To the point where she was even buried, childless, when she died, and no one came to the funeral. It also tells the story of a, of a minister who was very diligent, even when no one was looking, everything from preparing his sermons to, to sewing up the little holes in his socks even if no one would notice. And then finally the two intersected when he buried her. And I suppose it would have been a good song, it would have been a memorable song, if they would have just used the the, the refrain as the title of the song, All the Lonely People. But they didn't do that. What really made this song stick was the fact that they gave the woman a name in the song and they gave the minister a name in the song too. That's what helps us remember it. Does anyone remember the song by the Beatles? Oh, just mouth it if you remember. Or you know. Eleanor Rigby? Father Mackenzie? That's what made that song a hit. Eleanor Rigby picked up the rice in the church where her wedding has been. Father Mackenzie wipes off the dirt from his hands as he walks by the grave and no one was saved. All the lonely people. And we feel sad for them, even though they're made-up people. We feel attached to them because knowing someone's name makes you care about them, means you that you care about them. Listen to these words of God. You have found favor in my sight and I know your name. And the Apostle Paul writes, I am fully known. Making the most of your life means having a life, living in this world where you are known by God 
by name. One term that every Christian ought to know is the term time of grace. It's a term that Christians have used for years to describe our, our, our life on earth from the moment that you're born to the moment that you die. You see, it's our time of grace because if God were just just, if all he were were fair, as soon as we were born, he would send us to hell for our sin. But he doesn't do that. Instead, he gives us time. Time to be baptized, time to come to faith in him, time to believe what he says in his word, time to serve him by serving others. Time to believe the gospel that Jesus Christ died and rose and that he did it for you. Ironically, your time of grace is, to, is your time to realize what a failure you are when it comes to living up to God's expectations. And yet, in spite of that, God has erased all of your, favor, all your failures at the cross of Jesus. Jesus died for your sin and that your success is yours because Jesus has given his successful life, his perfect life to you. A successful life can mean being rich or poor. It can be mean having lots of friends or none. But a successful life in Christ is one that is lived where you end up at Jesus' side. Faith in Jesus does change how we view our successes and failures in this life. With a God who knows us by name, with a God who loves us, money is not the measure of our success using what little we have or what boatload we have to do what God wants. To take care of the people he's given us in our life, that's the measure of success. With a God who knows us by name and loves us, the respect of other people and a happy family life is not our measure of success. Being an influence on the people around us to bring them closer to God is. With a God who knows us by name and loves us, a life that goes according to our plans is not the measure of success, but a life that is spent accepting God's plans for our lives is. With a life lived according to God's plan of salvation, where we finish it in faith, that is making the most of the life that God has given you. So our prayer for each other today is that God grant us all the real faith of that made-up character named Lazarus. May God grant us all a faith that God knows us each by name, that God has loved you by name, that God forgives all of your sin, and that you will spend eternity at his side. Amen.